Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back another episode. Today I have got an awesome guest uh, who's actually been on before, uh, one of my uh, coaching clients, Chris Arnold. Chris, how are you? I am great. Thank you. Thanks for bringing me on, Gavin. Awesome. No, it's always good to have you on because we're going to deliver some awesome value as usual. It's going to be real. Okay, you're doing deals, I'm doing deals, and uh, we got some cool stuff that we're working on that we're going to share, okay, here in a minute. Uh, just before we get started, guys, if you're watching us again on YouTube, okay, give us a like and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on the podcast, make sure you do so as well. We're going to be consistently going into the new year, releasing episodes every week of good value and content. Also, if you haven't already, if you want a thousand free leads, go to batchleads.io slash Gavin. Batchleads.io slash Gavin. If you don't already have an account, go and check it out. Get a thousand free leads. That's one of my sources that I pull uh, motivated sellers from. So go out and check that out. Right. Well, let's get straight into it, Chris. We've been working on something pretty cool here over the last couple of months, not talked too much about, and I want to cover today. We've been doing a little case study, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to then incorporate just real-life deals. You know, what, what do we see in the market from both being virtual? Okay, I'm in Savannah. I work multiple markets. We've got, we just had a meeting. We've got actually in January to set about 100 knock on wood, touch wood, whatever you uh, people say. I normally say touch wood, you say knock on wood, the same thing. We've got about 115,000 should be closing in January that's set as long as, again, this is not in yet. So it's never in until it is the bank and everything's signed. But that's pretty exciting. We did have a couple that actually got pushed from December into that. But, you know, we're going to start off the, the new year strong. But we've been working on this case study. And for you guys to get this case study, okay, it's going to be pretty cheap. I was going to do it free, Chris, but I think I might just charge five bucks or seven bucks. The reason being is it just stops like the spam stuff coming and people that don't need to be in there anyway. So that's what I'm thinking of doing. And you can get this when it goes live. And hopefully when you're listening to this episode, it will be go to nodeadleads.com. Nodeadleads.com. You're going to be able to get this and check it out. What we've been doing is we've been documenting as we go the process of going into a, a, an old market that I used to have that happened to be Chris's market. So I was like, hey, Chris, I've got this idea about maybe going looking at two years worth of uh, old leads. We've not worked for two years. We're going to try and rewarm them up and we're going to try and document, can we do a deal from what's in there? There's like 134 leads total. We've done one deal from that originally we had. And then I think we had like 51 dead leads and then the rest were on follow-up. We hadn't done any follow-up for two years. So we wanted to dive back in that. And I said, right, we're going to go and rewarm, bring them over to you and let's see what we, we can do. So in this case study, guys, we have been documenting step by step from me having the initial call with the idea with Chris to the initial call with telling my team what we're going to be doing. I've documented all this. It's all raw. There's no pre-recording. We get on, we, we record and we give you live updates. So pretty awesome. So go and check it out. No deadleads.com and uh, let us know what you think. 
Anyway, enough from me, Chris. I know I've just waffled <laughs> for a few minutes there on that, but I just wanted to get the, uh, the download. So how are you doing? I am doing great. Is waffled like a pro golf term or? Yeah, waffling <laughs> means you're just talking a load of nonsense. <laughs> it's good content. You know, there's a lot of information. I think that, you know, I, I think the main, one of the, your, your main takeaway is going to be the money's in the follow-up, right? And I think yeah. you're going to see that when you do give the final numbers. But for my piece and my experience, going in and talking to these people, you know, after your team has texted and kind of warmed it up, hey, are you still interested in selling? Are you still open? So I just call it. It's really a blank slate when I call in. Hey, I'm yep. calling about the property. And so they're always, for the most part, willing to talk about it, which is great. Yep. And I think people don't understand that sometimes. Like, hey, if they're willing to sell their property and they're willing, that means they're willing to talk to you. Sometimes mm. they're rude <laughs> at yeah. first. And then you're like, hey, you know what? Not a big deal. Um, if you didn't want to sell, it's all good. So, But these calls have been really good. People were interested in hearing what we had to offer. And so that's a good kind of, an, an, not an angle, but a good way to build a little bit of rapport. Like, tell me about the property, you know, why you're interested in selling. So we're going to do an actual breakdown of the deals, but we did pull a contract out of what you guys sent me. So you sent me 21 leads. We pulled a contract. It's working right now. And yep. so right now we're trying to get our contractors into the property and find out what's going on there. So we'll report more on the case study. So to be continued. Yes, to be continued. And that's exactly right. So we have got a deal under contract from probably, you know, this lead was one of the early lead leads that came in. I think you're working on a couple more in there as well. So, and, and these for two years have been sitting there not being followed up. Me, my team, we haven't been doing it. We pulled from that market and wholesale on the ground that I was working with, they had a baby. We kind of just got away from it. Life happens just like it does everyone listening. And we're not sometimes... You know, we don't do everything perfect, but I was like, you know what? You're in this market virtually from California, okay? I'm virtual. Let's see if there's anything in this. And when we started it, I mean, we hadn't run. I didn't I didn't just do this and, and go, well, we've got all this data. Let's now record all these sessions. I mean, I came to you and said, I, this could just be like nothing. We might not get a thing. Like no one might, everyone might have already sold. But I was like, at least it's going to be raw. And people are going to say, like, I'm documenting how many sold from a retail standpoint, how many sold cash, how many told us they sold but didn't, and how many leads have we still got that we're working to show that everything is in the follow-up right? And to understand that if you want a profitable business, it comes over a period of time. And when we had our last coaching call, Chris, I said, I wish I could lie to people and say that, oh yeah, we closed like tons of deals off the first call. The reality is it doesn't happen, right? I wish it did. Okay. But it just isn't the way that it's done now, especially with so many people coming into real estate. You've got to have the best systems. You've got to have the best follow-up. Okay. And when you do, you will always win. For us, on average, it's three to four months, up to six months, depending on the market of follow-up to do a deal, right? But if you consistently follow up from three to four months ago, you will consistently do deals. And that's how you're going to then get up to them twos and threes and fours and fives plus every single month. So that's awesome. So we won't talk too much more about that because you yeah. just nailed it to be continued. Yeah. But let's jump in. Let's talk about, you know, why we're here. Again, we're, we're all about giving value. Let's talk about what, what have you got going on? You know, I shared what we kind of got going on in closing, but what's the latest deal other than the one in the case study that you, you're kind of working? Right. Thank you. So on the case study, 
Well, we're going to get more on the case study later, but I do have another deal that I'm working in. So just to back up a little bit on my business, you know, this New Orleans project is a small part of what we do, right? And we're doing that together. But the rest of my daily operation is just focused on generating leads in Baton Rouge and New Orleans and calling those sellers. And and so, you know, when I first came onto the program, I hit the ground hard, I hit it running, and we did a lot of marketing for the lower value contracts. So like 150 and below. Yeah. And so the pipeline filled up real fast with those 50s, 35K, 50K, 75K properties. And so those contracts came in a little bit quicker than normal, I think, maybe, because they were lower value. They were vacant. People weren't doing anything with them kind of a thing. Yeah. And so what I did after that, so after 60 days in coaching with you, I saw my pipeline and saw this is the value of the deals in there. And so this is where we ended up making X amount of dollars, right? And I think we did... 3500 to 4k per contract um, net to the company and so yeah. which is good that's really good and we had you know five of those closed so it was great just to jump in there that was your portion right so you partnering yeah. with other people paying acquisition dispo all that you know that was kind of your portion so yeah exactly so really average was eight to nine k right? yeah so that yeah. was uh, the gross that came on so you know eight to nine k so working with a partner and a team and, you know, making sure everybody makes their money and they get what they deserve. That's what we, that's what I personally was able to so, But I looked at that and said, how can we fill our pipeline? And I talked to you about that a couple of times and we pulled different lists. We needed to pull higher value properties. And so we did that. And so now our leads that are coming in are 250, our 200K and above type properties. And yeah. so now those are the types of contracts we're coming in. We got one on Friday and it's great numbers. And so it was definitely, uh, it took about a month to get the contract in from the first point of contact, right? Yes, I'm interested. Tell me more. Yeah. And so I had to build a relationship. The, the great thing, I won't go into too much detail is I had a good background with this person. So he's a former retired officer in the military. And so I had military background. Plus he lives, one of the properties he lives in is where I went to a military school. Anyway, so we already had kind of that. And I wanted to call and say, hey, yeah. live where he used to go to school. And so, but it turned out they have a property in Baton Rouge um, that they go to once in a while, every few months. They're getting up there in age. And so they were thinking about selling it. So it was just perfect timing. And so, you know, the ARV looks really good. It's developing in a really nice school district area of Baton Rouge, kind of the northern part of Baton Rouge, Zachary. And so, so we picked up that contract on Friday and we're working on it. So awesome. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. No, no, that's great. I think it's good. I mean, let me just pull apart there what you said, just for people listening, is building rapport, right? Using situations in your life that's going to be then that people can relate to. I think it's important. Again, the military background you you were you were probably excited to speak to him because of his situation regardless of the outcome right and that's going to show because you did go to school there you did do them things and that's probably you hit it off straight away and that's just you know utilizing every tool in your toolbox to to build that rapport again every seller that we talk to in our market is that they're not going to be ready to do a deal today and that's fine but when it becomes that they do want to do a deal it needs to be with us If they sign with somebody else, we did not do our job. That's it. 
That's the way that we analyze our market to say, well, where did this go wrong? Why did someone else get it? And we didn't. And it's not always, trust me on this, anyone listening, it's not always money. People think it's money. Someone paid more. It isn't. I have got contracts before. My team still gets contracts today where they will take less money to work with us because we have the rapport, because we're being real. We're not going to contract something, okay, that is fifty, sixty thousand dollars over knowing we can't move it and waste everyone's time. We'll hold at the number to say if if this works out, it's in the condition, we can move it at this. Like we're confident. So we won't just go in just to get a contract. We'll just be honest and say we're not going to do that because we don't think it's, you know, gonna we're gonna be able to move it. So I think building that rapport is super key, what you've just talked about, uh, having that relationship. And and I think the good thing is, is, you know, why I like to, to get you on is that you're doing this virtual and also you understand that you've got to do work the process, which is why you get results. Okay. So your next step, as we've talked, Chris, is to get these little roles done by multiple people, which you are starting to do, but you're also seeing that you're only as good as your team, right? And sometimes when people don't pick up them right positions and don't perform, business can go down and you've got to get back in the seat and, and get it right. And I think you've had a bit of that, right? You had the success early, you know, and then you kind of leveled out because, you know, your focus was on multiple things and you're in the business and you put people in place that wasn't not quite up to par. I don't know what the right word is, but wasn't delivering what you needed okay yeah. and then you have to get back in and then it picks back up right keeping the consistency yeah so they weren't a good fit for sure so what i did exactly is uh you know we got a lead manager and you and i talked about it his position was a bit redundant because when leads come in i'm the person that calls immediately so when a lead comes in and they want an offer even though they just spoke to one of my reps I still call and introduce myself to really build rapport. And yeah. so that was a piece that I was missing. And now I remember consistently is that, you know, people need rapport. They need to know you. They need to know what, what's going on. So and a lot of people say, who are you? Why are you calling me? And well, we're calling to put an offer on your property if you're wanting to sell. And they're like, yeah, but who are you? You know, so, so a lot of times what I re remembered through getting a lead manager is he kind of wasn't building that rapport. Also, there's things that you can pick up on that maybe they weren't picking up on just from a trained year of talking and, and building rapport. So, yeah. you know, you can tell if you have something or not. And that's what's happening. And so my lead manager who did uh, technically did do a good job. He moved the leads along. Um, but what I did is I ended up going back in the system and, and kind of following up with a ton of the leads and missed three contracts. Yeah. Just based on me not following up, right? Or they didn't alert me to this lead or their circumstances or whatever. So my fault, I'm accountable, I'm responsible, it's all mine. And so I, I spoke to two people within the last month that said, well, I went with someone else. You guys are supposed to get back to me with this offer. And the counter offer was only like five grand more, right? So it, was, yep. it should have happened and then do it, right? Absolutely. If it's close, contract it. But I think that, that you know, and, and when I knew what was happening, that's broken that system. The lead manager is very important, but you had them the wrong side of you right? The lead manager should come in after you. Okay. So that, that when anyone's bringing in a, a call, like a proactive lead, which is normally like a text or a cold call, right? That lead comes in. The next person is crucial. The next person in is the one that the acquisition, the sales person, that, that person to build that rapport is next up. And then from then you can have a lead manager making sure that you or your sales or acquisition are staying on top of them leads, right? But the fact that they were bringing in 
it in. And I understand what you tried to do was to say, well, you know, sometimes it feels like it's a redundant position because oh, they want too much money. It doesn't. Why am I going to call them? I don't need to call them, right? Yeah. I'm going to get this person to call them. The problem is, though, is that you've missed that rapport to get them down the line when they will become motivated. So it is, in fact, really important to touch them leads, just to get up, get in, build some rapport, get them on the follow-up so then you're in, and then anyone else can be positioned. So let's say, Chris, that you add that person back in after the call. Let's just say his name was Jeff. You could position to the cell, hey, I work with Jeff. You know, he's my assistant or he's He's one of my callers. He might follow up with you as well just to check in, to see how you're doing, keep anything changed. So when you then, Jeff, gets on the phone, Jeff can say, hey, you spoke to Chris, and they might remember this kind of chemistry that you have within the team. So yeah. a lot of it's all about positioning when you do that, taking good notes. But since you've made that change, obviously you've got things kind of back consistent again, going into the higher end stuff that we talked about, which I only normally do with people that then start to gain traction experience, right? If you would have said to me, well, I didn't do it for this reason. You know, I've never done a deal. I'm brand new. I'm going virtual. I'm going to say, let's go after $400,000 houses. No, but now you've done deals. Absolutely. I'd even, you know, and I've told you this, if you wanted to go to San Fran to try and lock deals up there, and no problem, because you understand now what it takes to be able to do that. Yeah, agreed. And, well, yeah. you got some, got some wins under my belt, right? So I got Absolutely. some wins and a lot of knowledge <laughs> from, because once the contract comes in, that's really when the work begins, right? So, I mean, you did a lot of work to get that contract in, but now you have, you know, disposition, right? So yeah. all that goes into that. So that's really, and in fact, that's the second month as I spent on, closing right so we brought in the contracts and now we're like okay we got to close them yeah. <laughs> let's let's move those along yeah. but so we need more coming in so. yeah and we had them conversations early because you were killed i mean you got like 12 contracts in like 36 days or something you closed five like or that. six of them yeah. yeah and i was like dude we got to get moving on like no more contract like we're not built the system out yet to handle like the closing because everyone thinks you know, we laugh and take it for granted, but people will do that and not work the deal. I've got a client right now with two contracts and he's saying, can you help me move them? He's had them for three weeks. I'm like, well, what have you been doing? Well, I've been focusing on it. We've got to get these things moved. Like you need to be on it because again, people think I've got 45 days. So they kick around for a couple of weeks before you know it, we've got 10 days left or seven days to get a buyer in unless it's a hell of a deal you know you've got to renegotiate you've held the contract up too long so we've got to get on that and that's how you start chipping away at these systems you know as you build because i've been in exactly the same position you know as obviously you was in maybe a little different because i used to partner with people and do all the acquisition and the phone work side and get them to move the deal and hand them off and you've got that i mean you've got some great teams now on the ground to be able to expand this that you guys are working well got great chemistry together and once you have that it's kind of like a dream because then you can really start cranking these things out to get it consistent doing multiple deals every month yeah you know, the main thing when I first came into my virtual market was people don't take you seriously at first, right? They're, oh, I've heard it before. You know, you're going to come in, you're going to bring me some contracts. You know, this is disposition. This is the wholesaler, my partner who is excellent, who's in the yeah. market doing deals from A to Z. So he does his own acquisitions, at least before, and now disposition his own deals. And so at first he's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it before, right? And he reached out to me. I put an ad on Craigslist and he reached out to me. And then I, cause I needed a wholesaler partner in the market as I'm in California. 
And so he's one of the one of four people that I spoke to. And it's the same thing. So they weren't able to deliver. He was able to deliver. I was able to deliver. And so we kind of were in sync. But that was there was a lot of peer pressure there to make sure that I performed because I said, hey, I want to bring in X amount of contracts this month. So you're going to get busy. So I kept saying. I kept saying that. And so I had to keep delivering on that. So it's kind of like my own internal accountability and peer pressure through that process was like, if I don't make it, if I don't do what I say I'm going to do in this virtual market, then I'm not going to be able to get in, right? These people yeah. aren't in seriously. And it turns out a lot of people I'm dealing with, they all know each other, right? Yeah. It's a small, it's like 250,000, you know, 250,000 people population, but it's the state capital. It's a, a school a college town. So it's like all of the above. And yeah. So all the realtors, investors, for the most part, it's a small, it's a small area. So they all know uh, each other. Especially people doing deals. You know, the real estate yeah. world's very clicky, right? And I'm not a clicky person. I'm, I, I will welcome, if you've never done a deal, I'll give you my time of day. I'm not, you know, you could have been, you know, you, you're rich, you're broke, you've done deals, you haven't, whatever. I'll give you my time. But a lot of people, unfortunately, won't, right? And to break into these markets, you do have to deliver. There's only so much BS you can give. And I've done yeah. a lot of BS in my time. I really have to get me into positions, but then you have to deliver on them. And then only, you know, talk's cheap, right? You can give it the big one. Now you got to deliver on it. You've, you've created the opportunity. Now let's deliver on it. And I just did, I was talking to another client, Chris, about this, actually on, on the last episode, about you turning opportunity down, right? I turn a lot of opportunity down that comes my way if I can't deliver on it. And that's if people bring me deals, if people want to do go into a new market, if it's in the info and the coaching, some of the, the high, you know, the people would be surprised that I'm not going to throw names out. And I'm thankful. I get a lot of people on the high side that people would know in the industry that come in and say, hey, like, can we work together? Can can we do some deals together? And if I don't have the bandwidth or the vision for it, I'm not doing it. And I'll yeah. tell them I'm not doing it because I can't deliver on it. I'm not going to go, oh, he wants to work with me. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. And then I can't deliver if I, if I think, you know, I'm already stretched. Yeah. And what happens is, is by being honest about that, I'm not losing the opportunity, but I'm also just building more rapport with them to say, look, I'm not ready to take this opportunity as great as it is. But when I am ready, I'll come back. If you want to do it, we'll do it. But at least they'll know that I'm serious when I come back, right? And I'm ready to go. Exactly. Because you'll deliver, right? Yeah. You'll deliver and do exactly what you said you're going to do early on when people, you know, because we're gaining traction in business, but also in popularity and working with you. Everyone asked me who my coach was because of how well we were doing with our yeah. contracts and our systems and all that stuff. And obviously I gladly told them I'm a self-made man. I don't have a coach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I told them, exactly. And then they all wanted to work with me. And I said, I'm really focused on building my market out right now. And once I have that fine tuned with my awesome coach, Gavin Timms, REI Network, <laughs> then... Then we yeah. can talk. And so I think, and then, you know, there were some, um, some lo local here, there were some larger investors that were like, Hey, can you do what you're doing there here? And so I had to put it, you know, I had to put it on pause because I want this to work what we're doing. Yeah. Now that I see that it works, we need to increase it. And then I can start and we're in line with what you're doing. You know? Exactly. And to my point of doing that, right, because you could go and do 
you know, I mean, I've taught you through what we do, you go and open up more markets, but it comes into what you want to do. What is your vision? What are you trying to create? And then deliver it because you, you might have this opportunity, but if you can't deliver, it doesn't work. And and I think that's, you know, it's super important. It goes a long way because we are in a small space with your with your investors and, and everything. So, no, I think I think people are going to understand that and respect that. And hopefully they do. I I get like, I don't get it now, but back in the day when I was working with Joe early, like years, (laughs) five years ago, people are like, you work with Joe. How did you get that? Like Joe didn't knock on my door, you know, and say, Hey, do you want to work together? Like, (laughs) of course not. I created it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, and we, we laughed about it. I created the opportunity. I came up with a whole plan. I taught my way into it. Now I've got to deliver on it. But don't yeah. deliver, it won't work. Obviously delivered because here, here we are. You know, and obviously I do a lot of separate stuff, you know, from Joe. We still do a lot of stuff together um, as well. But, you know, them things, we've grown. We've, you know, 10 times a business in, in what we do. But you, you've got to deliver on it. And I think that goes goes for anything. As long as you can bring solutions, then you can create. And it's just like going into a market. You know, I teach, if you go into a virtual market, you're going to work with a whole wholesaler you got to dominate that conversation you got to be confident in what you're doing you don't have to lie there's a difference you know when they go oh yeah we've heard it all before you you need to have a, an air of confidence about you going yeah i know we've all heard it before and i used to spin it when i used to go in a market and then and again me being me it's all about they're interviewing me no no i'm interviewing you <laughs> So, and I do it with buyers, right? When buyers say, oh yeah, you wholesale, when you're building a buyer's list, <laughs> oh, you wholesalers, you know, you don't know what you're doing, you do this. I say, you know, if let's say you were a buyer, you know what, Chris, I have the same thing about buyers. You've all got this money and you can all close. The fact of the matter is you've got no money, you can't close nothing. Are you one of them? And then they're like, no, I can close. Well, I can find your deals. So what do you want to do? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, now we've changed our tone, we're back on, you know, and we can actually have this conversation, right? So just because the buyer thinks it's the same, right? I want them to close. Can you close? So as much as they can come at me, I've got enough to go back at them to say, all right, we know we got the number here, right? And then we can have a, a you know a normal conversation. Same with wholesaling. If I'm going to go and open a new market, I want to go to Michigan. I start looking for wholesalers, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you you know you can do this and and do that." I go well, how I know you're going to work these leads. You know, how do I know that you're actually you good? How do I know that you're actually going to work these leads and do these things you say? Yeah, right. We do it, man. And we've both got to deliver, and that's in the conversation. You know, I'll focus on delivering the leads consistently with this 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 you make sure you're working them and if we both do this then we're going to be both be successful well and i think that's the main thing too is when someone is coming on or even starting in real estate that's is it's you're timid because you don't speak the language right and so to come in with not a false bravado but a sense of confidence like hey i'm gonna do this that's what i think was made the difference when i went virtual i'm like no this is happening and so every day when i got up i'm like this has to happen yeah (laughs) even when you propose the case study i'm like i'm gonna have to deliver like i gotta call these leads (laughs) i better get a contract like something better happen as in my value i need to show my value or my you know, my part of this needs to be Yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great point because, and I was honest. I said, I've got these 130 summit leads and I was honest with you. I don't know if we're going to get a lead. Like I'm coming in with, we ain't called these for two years. This is the situation, but the ones we come in, can you call them if we get them in? You were like, yeah, 
we're both on understanding. Now I'm more confident with, you know, I can lead gen all day and I'm, but with these two years, I mean, everything could have sold or we just didn't know all the numbers been wrong. You know, obviously the averages is telling you, no, that that isn't going to be the case, but I didn't say, Hey, Chris, I've got some super hot leads over here in your market and we're going to rewarm them so you can close them. Like that's what people would do in our industry. You know, and that's sometimes the nonsense that you're going to hear where it's like, no, these are two years old. I've not done my job. We've never followed up. They're all old. We're going to yeah. call them, see if we can do anything. You in? You were like, absolutely. So here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great, great point. So, well, good. I think this has been really good. I think it's been helpful. So, guys, I'm going to finish with you, Chris, here in a second. But no deadleads.com. Check it out. Uh, when this goes out, we'll have this live. Make sure you sign up and uh you know give us some feedback it's raw this isn't you know this is real raw i'm doing i've done some recordings obviously as we've done this i've I've been in coffee shops i've been at the rv i've been traveling we've been making it happen and getting it done you'll see me interacting with the team with chris so uh, go and check it out so before we get done chris any uh anything else anything else you've you've got you want to say or we're good um just real quick make the calls man you know, I know it's tough and I know people get scared and intimidated. And even I feel like I'm pretty good on the phone and I get intimidated. I posted, I think on Friday, my numbers or Thursday or Wednesday last week in our Facebook group, you know, 11 calls, six sellers and four offers. And that was in an hour and a half, two hours. And once, you know, once I got into it on that third, fourth call, I'm like, okay, this is, yep, I'm good. And then you just go. You know, it's yeah. the starting that, you know, you build all this up, but you just, you just dial blindly and start calling and talking. It's all good. So anyway, yeah, make the calls. I know it's scary sometimes, but it ends up, you know, you, you figure out things you didn't know were going to happen. One deal turned into three deals on one call. So yeah, three possible. Absolutely. Uh, you've just got to be in it to win it. You know, and momentum is is huge. Like I've done, like I just did a good live call. Actually, guys, you should go and check it out. Uh, for sale by owner call I just released on uh, on YouTube. Um, go go and have go and have a listen. And you know, it's in, it's important, Chris, because momentum is everything, right? Call one is always going to be a bit shaky. Call two, call three, call four, call five. It all gets easier, right? And uh, you're just having conversations. You're not in corporate. You know, you're looking to buy something. And then if you can solve the problem, I just think people try to think they need to know everything they don't. You just need to know enough, right? If you can engage and ask questions, that's enough to get by for you to gather information, you know, get this information and then have a quick look at the comps, get an offer out and then you get faster, you know, yeah. you get faster at it. If I get no interest, I'm comping within three minutes less, the offer's out. Like I'm not, if they're not giving me time of day, then my offer doesn't get time of day. Right. If they're serious and we've got some motivation, I'll look at it more closely. Yeah. Otherwise, just get an offer out and go on to the next. Right. Call them back. Shadowing situation. So awesome. Yeah. Thank well, Chris, you. I'm excited to be continued on this case study. Hopefully we can get a win from this in, in such a short time as well. I uh, remember all the money's in the in the follow-up. Your money's sitting in your CRM. I believe I have a million over a million dollars in my CRM right now with leads sitting there that we're not getting too fast enough. And if you keep chipping away, things are gonna happen. You know, you'll change, lives will change. And um, yeah, being it to win it. So appreciate you, bud. And I'll Thank see you, you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.